Welcome to the greatest podcast in the history. Who am I kidding? It's not going to be the greatest podcast in the history of the universe. I was trying to build up the anticipation there. I just can't do it. You know, John, I, 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 I listen to the shows, you know, when I go through the editing process or I'm making descriptions and titling. And you don't, I, I don't think you realize how many shows we start out by saying this is the best podcast on the planet. It's like a broken record. And are we hyping it up too much? Are we setting this up for an unattainable goal of greatness? Is that what we're doing? Most likely. <laughs> you know, and, that, and we're that's really not. That's what best. we're talking about today is anticipation versus reality. And, and I think we it's have a lot hype. of fans out there that get hyped up each week and, and they listen to the podcast and then they're let down by their anticipation. I, um, I think that you're living it a lie assuming that the fans are waiting with hype and anticipation every week i think that that's a stretch i mean i i think i think that that's not necessarily giving our fans our fans any more credit than they deserve i think it's giving us more credit than we deserve i think that they tolerate us every week but here's the thing i have to build myself up in my own mind because Uh, i wouldn't be able to live with myself otherwise i guess i feel a little bit better about us since we're online and not like a radio station because like I've, I've done radio before where I just know that the only people that listen to my show were like the three farmers that lost the knob to their radio and they couldn't figure out how to shut me off. Oh, it's that Josh every Thursday. They're, just, they're driving in their tractor. Yeah, they just can't. Just, yeah. uh, just can't turn it I'm going to lunch. Like, you know, that's the only people that listen. But like people can turn us off if they want to. I mean, even if you have to shut off your computer, like if – if you, your mouse breaks and you uh, the best like, way to get rid of this podcast, if you're listening to it right now and you want to get rid of it, is you take your computer and throw it out the window. Dunk it in water, and to see if it's waterproof, you test the waterproof ability of your yes. device. Don't do that, please, because we don't want you to sue us over your device. And or to do it when you're taking a bath. I mean, we don't want you to put that the computer in the bathtub with you and then you die. For some people, these last couple sentences were like, "Please don't." Blah, 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 blah. Because they had already dunked us. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I do sound effects. Um, uh, so hype. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I, I think that I don't get excited anymore. Because I think is I've that because you've been just burned times. so many times that you're yeah, just like, yeah, I just, just don't even. This is if I get excited, it's it. gonna suck. Or you know, I mean, do you, do you try to like not get excited because then you're pleasantly surprised when it actually is good? I've. So, like, here's here's an example. I really enjoyed the Austin Powers movies growing up. And I didn't see the first movie until the second movie was almost coming out. The second movie was coming out, I saw a trailer. I thought, huh, that seemed kind of interesting and funny. Watched the first one, loved it. Got really excited about the second one. Saw it in the theaters multiple times. The third one was going to come out. Oh, yeah. And I was just pumped and set myself up. And I remember reading online about the very famous cameo appearance where they had like six really big name stars in the opening uh, uh-huh. scene of the movie and i remember reading about it before i saw it and it kind of ruined it i think i would have like ripped my hair out in confusion and excitement in the theater if i had not known about that yeah and i deprived myself of that so then i started not uh kind of informing myself about anything just going in blindly but then I feel like I know so little about it that I just assume that it's all good. Like, I don't anticipate something showing to be bad about it. I, I've really liked the 
uh, the live action Disney movies they've been doing. I think that they're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. However, comma, the other day I thought I really liked Pete's Dragon when I was little. And I went on a streaming service and I popped in Pete's Dragon. And I pulled a Sarah where I was like, I don't know if I can get through this. I actually turned it off because of the CGI. I couldn't even, I couldn't handle it. Wow. I could not handle the CGI. I didn't give it a chance. And not saying something, Sarah would have probably vomited. Like, and, <laughs> and maybe I didn't give it enough of wait, a wait, shot. Wait, wait, wait. What's CGI? <laughs> what's, what, what do you mean what's, what's CGI? CGI? There, was, there was a green dragon in that movie. I, get out of here. Get out of my, get out of my face. Just, did you see that? Yeah, did you, I, see, you saw Pete's right. Are yeah. you being real with me right now? Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> I hate you. There's just so, so much hate and loathing. What? What CGI was in that movie? Uh, they had a furry green. There was a furry green dra- dragon that they found in the woods that they filmed. Well, uh, yeah, and that's he's the brother of the Smog and Cumber Dragon uh, from the Hobbit movie. The real dragons. Yeah, this joke has gone on long too <laughs> far too long. <laughs> this joke is people are anticipating just, a better punchline to that, and, and then it didn't just come. Nothing. It just yeah. did not. It did not come. But it was it was bad CGI, and I had I had hyped up because I was like, all of these Disney's movies have been good, and I really enjoyed Peace Dragon when I was a kid, and I thought I filled in the blanks, and the only thing I saw about it was a poster that had, you know, just like a, the video game with a you know real good cinematic sequence. That's not the true way the graphics are going to be. With this one, it was like the poster was the best version of that dragon. He wasn't in motion. It was just a polished, you know, computer-generated image. I should have watched a trailer because I probably could have saved myself the 10 minutes of getting to the dragon in the actual movie. Mm -hmm. It was bad. I couldn't handle it. And I'm pretty open to CGI. But I just, I went in and thought, this is not as good as the other movies they've had with CGI. So I, I hype myself up. If I would have saw a trailer... Have there ever been times up? where you've been like really hyped up and anticipating CGI? Yeah, really hyped up anticipating CGI? Um, uh, Probably the new Planet of the Apes movies. They're probably the best CGI that has ever been. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, they're, absolutely. They're just phenomenal. That's a benchmark that will... Jurassic Park set a benchmark. And I, I honestly haven't watched the old Jurassic Park for they're the first Jurassic Park, but I remember it better than it probably yeah. was. Yeah, but that's it's, true. It set a benchmark. It was so groundbreaking. That was so groundbreaking, and I think that it still holds up. It was better than Pete's Dragon. It was way better, and that came out in like what ninety three. Yeah. So I mean, it had something. But like Planet of the Apes, I looked forward to seeing because I know that the see I have is going to be good, and I had like. I like I'm a big fan of the the old uh, Planet of the Apes, Apes, Apes movies. I think it's yeah. a it's a cool concept. I was really excited about the the new Planet of the Apes trilogy as each of them came out, and they did not disappoint. Yeah, they, I, they did a great job of like I think like meeting meeting the hype, meeting the anticipation of the fans. You know, in a lot of ways that the that 2001 Mark Wahlberg one didn't. Yeah, like I liked, I liked it too, but like, but but it's it's like you know it's one of those movies that like the fandom kind of pans and like isn't the big aren't really really excited about. But I think this recent trilogy, uh, Don Rise and War for the Planet of the Apes, yep. were all really well done. I think they were all that all movies that people got really excited about, and they didn't let let us down. I so wanted a sequel to the Tim Burton one. 
Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I really, yeah, I yeah, really, yeah, I really. Because how did that end again? Like yeah. where he he got went back to Washington D.C. Right, and it was like yeah, and, and like Lincoln's the, the, yeah, Lincoln's that yeah. yeah, I I just I really like the series. I think the and this is one of those things that Sarah, okay, the new Planet of the Apes, right? So my girlfriend Sarah, she the new Planet of the Apes, I think is the standard for CGI. I think it's one of the best examples we can come up with. Well, she complains about it. Well, but that's the thing, though. You could go into that movie and say, hey, Sarah, they used real apes. Because they look like real apes. You could say they trained these apes to look like this. No. And, like, when they, when they, like, in the second one, when they attack Gary Oldman's compound in San Francisco, those were real apes, and they trained them to do that. Shoot the guns and everything. She would not believe. Um, uh, Why wouldn't, but why wouldn't she believe you? Okay, I'm going to give you an example of why. Okay. So, well, well, first of all, let me say she didn't mind the Mark Wahlberg one because they, I don't think they really use CGI. In fact, one of the best, like, really cool tech scenes is that the, uh, towards the end of the movie, they have horses, uh, like apes on horses, and these other apes that are, like, running next to the horses. Yep, yep. And the apes are running faster than the horses. And the horses are galloping at, like, a good pace. How is that possible for a human in a costume to run on all fours faster? Well, they had treadmills. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. They were running in the 2001. On, they yeah, were able to, yeah, and they yeah. did a really cool tech thing to make that work. And that's why Sarah likes that, and she thinks, "Oh, I can't do the other practical ones, effects." Yeah, the practical effects. Yeah. However, comma, have you seen Gravity with Sandra Bullock? Uh, I have it in my queue, but I've not watched it yet. I enjoy it. Okay, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but yeah. I guess what? I'm just I might okay. for the sake of this podcast. Yeah, I can't help it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can't get out of it. At the end of the movie, Sandra Bullock stands up and walks out of some water. And she staggers. And then the credits come. Okay? She thinks that they CGI'd her clothes. Because a shirt wouldn't cling to her body that way. So they must have CGI'd the clothes. Because that's not how shirts cling. And I'm like, why would, they, why, why would they have CGI that? Well, they did because it was clearly fake. <laughs> like, and, I, and that's the thing that, that I deal with with the CGI argument because I've just stopped having it because there's like literally no winning because the best CGI example not working. A, a, an example of CGI that wouldn't even be a reason for them to use it just doesn't work. And I know that they do it in weird ways. I don't. I'm not familiar with the Superman guy, but they just CGI'd out his mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, doing yeah, movie. yeah and that was yeah, kind of like big yeah, news. Yeah. Okay. Well, they don't do that terribly often, where they're gonna remove something like that. And guess what? Did it really look like it wasn't his face? Like, did it look really CGI? Like, I, I don't. I just don't think that much. So, See, I haven't seen Justice League yet, so yeah. that, and that's a movie that like I anticipate being <laughs> terrible, so I don't want to see it. <laughs> Well, it could be have you ever had those situations? Have you ever had those situations where, like, you went into a movie thinking it was just going to be awful yeah. and loving it? Um, why? Well, no, because why would I go into it? <laughs> That's why. Well, no, you, no, Sarah no, forced oh, forced oh, you to watch it or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, when I'm thinking going into it, I'm thinking movie theater. I'm like, why would I have? Bought like, a I know, theater? I know one that you thought was going to be terrible that you ended up loving, and you watch it like once a week or once a month now is Garbage Pail Kids the movie. Boy, you're starting some stuff here. You're really starting some stuff. I'm not even like shit in the garbage pill kids. Uh, that, that, oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you won't I, even talk uh, about it. <laughs> if I think a movie is going to be terrible, I just don't watch it. I try to avoid it. So, uh, 
I'm trying to think of a movie that I was forced to watch that wasn't good. I just, I just can't think of any offhand. Um, I have seen movies that I have watched once and didn't like, and for some reason watched it again and found myself to like it. Um, oh yeah, I've, I've, I've had. So I've had. I definitely had that happen. Like, yep. Okay, just that yep. was actually a pretty good movie, and I didn't give it a fair shot. So that's about as close as I've come to that scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, what about you? You've gone into a movie being like, "This is gonna be terrible," and then it was. You're like, "Yeah, I knew it." Or, "Oh, this is gonna be terrible." Mm, that's actually good. I went into Battlefield Earth thinking it was gonna be terrible, and it's my favorite movie. You're kidding. Me. <laughs> yeah, You're I, I am. I am kidding you. Oh, shit. I didn't see that. One. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it, I think it has happened. You know, the expectation that I've had in the past that has ended up being wrong is that like the movie. Um, was just going to be like okay, like like I, I try to go into movies without a lot of a- anticipation now because there have been times where I've been burned. Uh, most uh, I think a lot of people would say that they were they've been most burned by the the Star Wars prequels. Okay, I, I spent a lot of time waiting in line for those back when I was a kid, and now I look back and I think, did I waste that time standing in that line? Could I have been doing something more productive? I have a question. Because I haven't seen the Star Wars movies. Okay. Was there not a remaster of the original? There was. There, where they there did were, like CGI, like there um, were re-releases. Jabba the Hutt yeah, was like yeah. a crawling slug, or yes, they yes, did something they did. weird. Um, and was that of the first three, or was that the? It was the first three. It was that well, it was okay. episodes four, five, and six. Okay. Uh, Return, uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes That's Back. That's said and, first three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They go in that order. Three, four. Yeah, five, they do. You're absolutely right. Three, they do. Um, seven, nine. I but for more, for for some people out there though, like the younger millennial generation, maybe not. Just no, but then they're wrong. Though. They are wrong, but they're not the, correct. This is the world it's we like live in. Thinking Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I mean, let's not get into that. Yeah, yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, but uh, it, <laughs> but it's, it's just like that. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. Um, but I, you know, where were we at there? What were we talking about? <laughs> you lost your train again. <laughs> um, Going into a movie that you thought was shouldn't be bad, you said Battlefield Earth, but then that surely wasn't the movie. And you said you went into the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I mean the, the Star Wars movies were a movie were movies that I think everybody was super excited about. The prequels were going to be awesome. They were going to tell all these stories, and and it was they they kind of fell flat because they 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 were kind of ridiculous. But now you look back on them, and they're not they're not great, but they're not awful. They're just like movies. Yeah, and. I think that's happened so many times to me where I, I try not to get super excited. Now, one area that like I have a I have a very difficult time not getting excited are like superhero movies in, in general, especially like the Marvel movies. I, I feel like they've made those entertainment entertaining enough to that, like regardless of it, whether or not it's a good or a bad Marvel movie, it's at least something I'm gonna have fun watching, and. Uh, that's just something I just can't bring myself to feel about Justice League. Well, see, like, I don't jit a lot into the superhero movies. Like, they're not, I just, I haven't been following them. I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is one that I saw and I really liked. Uh-huh. And so I got excited about the section movie. And I kind of feel like the trend of sequels are always bad, minus the exception of, like, Terminator 2, or, mm-hmm. you know, people always say that, like, oh, sequels suck. Uh-huh. And Guardians 2 just wasn't, just wasn't the, as good as the first one. It just didn't have. The music, the the plot was predictable. Like I just didn't get into it like I did. And I I wish that it had been better, or that I would have liked it more. Maybe it was better, and I just didn't get it. But I wish I would have liked it more. See, that was a movie I liked better on the second viewing. 
Oh, shit. I might have to then just watch it again. But I, I just kind of didn't get into it the same way that I, I thought that I would like it. But now, for me, though, I think sometimes teaser trailers are the blight of society. Because I think in a way that teasers give you just enough to make you excited, but not enough to show you how bad it's going to be. And, and I think <laughs> yeah. that that happens a lot. Now, they show I, you all the good parts, but not the bad parts, yeah, and, which and is most a, of the movie. Well, I, I have, I'll give you two examples of teasers or trailers or something. Or something. We'll just, we'll just okay, call right. it something. Yeah, just go off that. <laughs> so one movie that I really did like, and we've talked about this recently because of the holiday season, but I really like Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I don't think that I've ever been more excited than when I saw the teaser poster for The Grinch. It was a green furry claw holding okay. a bulb, and I I lost my mind. Because <laughs> I had no clue the movie was coming. Okay. I was just All in right. the theater. I look over, you know, where you would you would see the before trailers would come out, they'd have the teaser posters yeah, in the theater. Yeah, yeah. And like that's how you found out about a movie coming out because we didn't have the internet like we mm-hmm. do now where it's everything at your fingertips. And it was just like, oh, I saw that poster and I uh, the memories of the Kid Grinch movie flooded back and I thought, this is going to be great. And I got excited and I, I wasn't disappointed, but it was just such a small thing. A green hand on a black poster yep. and I lost my mind. I remember seeing a movie, uh, a teaser trailer to the uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson Hercules Okay, movie, yep, okay? yep. And I honestly... Look, looked awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. Now, did you see it? Yeah. Did you think it was awesome? No, I, <laughs> I did not. Because in the trailer, they showed him fighting every nature of beast. A lion and the hydra and all these yeah. just great elements. And literally, that all happened in the first minute and a half of the movie. And it was all a lie. And it was a big story. I'm like, you literally put every bit of CGI and the best parts of the movie... In the trailer, but it literally happened in the first minute and a half of the movie. Like, it was terrible because they said it was not what that movie was about. No, not they at all. Literally, did not do any of no, that stuff. No, that is false advertising. And, and you know, that's the, false advertising. Here's the thing about The Rock. <laughs> How many times has that guy pulled the wool over our eyes with trailers? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't but we know. still yeah, keep just, looking forward to his movies. To I mean, we still love The Rock. We still anticipate his movies. I actually, there was a. A movie that to to me fulfilled the expectation that The Rock was in. I love the new Baywatch movie because it, it it doesn't try to be more than it actually is. <laughs> I it, it's it's very self aware. It knows what it is. I think it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, The, the Rock. I, I he's just he's America's sweetheart. Wow. How how does one how does one stumble upon watching the new Baywatch movie? Did you I, no, out? I didn't stumble upon it. I, I you sought it out. I sought it out. My wife just wanted to watch it too. Did you guys watch the old series or something? No, it's just like we <laughs> saw the trailer and we're like, okay, that looks actually kind of Did funny. David Hasselhoff make a cameo. He does. Yes, that is incredible. Yes, <laughs> I. He's like the Rock's <laughs> mentor. I would just give you a little segue or not segue, a little little tidbit. I saw David Hasselhoff live as Roger Debris and the producers in Las Vegas. This happened around the same time as his famous cheeseburger video. Right. Yeah, like, okay. Literally, he was yeah. in that show in Vegas when that video was filmed in his hotel room. Awesome. So it could have been the same night. It could have been within the nights of, of seeing it. You don't realize how much of an over actor he is until you see him 
unedited in a live production where they cannot stop. It was incredible. I was like mortified for him at the amount of overacting that was occurring. It was just, you can't even fathom it. It was, it was seeing a star explode right in front of your eyes, really close. My retinas have never been the same. It just, it was incredible. That's a little random segue. Uh, and I, I think I did so, have anticipations about that. Yeah. I think there was some hype. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I know he's going to overact. I know he's going to be ridiculous. But I could not fathom how ridiculous it was. <laughs> it was just incredible. So he, like he, like that was one where you went in not not expecting much, but it was better was than it was. I was expecting something, and I got a lot of that something. <laughs> well, and, and the, the interesting thing is, like, that's a example of I think of false advertising. So the producers, if you're familiar with it, two and a half hour Broadway show musical and Roger Debris is a character that's in it for a few songs. They cut this version of the script down by like an hour. So it was a 90 minute show versus like a two and a half hour show. Okay. And they had full size on the um, like uh, Paris Hotel. They have like these big arch like pillars and stuff. Like, I don't know how tall they are. 50, 100 feet. I don't know. Big banners on either side of David Hasselhoff. We passed by a billboard that said, Starring David Hasselhoff. Everything said Starring David Hasselhoff. Okay? It said Starring David Hasselhoff, and it had pictures of the people playing the other main characters, Mm -hmm. which he's literally in it for, like, I would say less than 10 minutes of actual stage time. (laughs) And the 90-minute show. Okay. And it said Starring David Hasselhoff, and they had all the pictures of the actors, and the photo of the original guy playing his part they didn't even have a picture of david hasselhoff they had the other guy that originally played his character on the billboard uh, uh, saying starring david hasselhoff that's like they, great marketing. they couldn't even spring to take his picture <laughs> they just said no, no no we don't even need his picture we'll just use the other guy and then put his name on there it was crazy and that was that hype that it was false advertising he wasn't the star people who didn't know that show that was I mean, he was not the point of that show I love the character. I like to play that character. He's great. But that's not the star. People love David Hasselhoff. Oh, Germans love it's David Hasselhoff. Hoff. It's the Hoff. The Hoff. Oh, the Hoff. But, but I think that's a, a hype scenario. That when, when there's false advertising or you don't get a sense of what things are really about, I think that's where things can um, build. And the same thing is with TV shows. When you market or advertise a TV show in a certain way or you start down a certain story arc and then it just switches, I think that that's false advertising. It's not what you expected. There's a difference between a twist and kind of changing the rules you've set up with your universe. Matrix. I love the first Matrix. And I started the second and the third Everyone one. They does. started breaking their rules. Yeah. And it kind of wasn't what you expected. So you went into it with certain expectations and certain hype because of the original or whatnot. And they kind of just ruin it for you. They take a 180. And they kind of go just off on a tangent. Well, and I think The Matrix is a perfect example. Those movies are a perfect example of this because well, that first one are it. so awesome. <laughs> the first one is so awesome, so groundbreaking, such a great story, and then they blew it in the last two movies. Yeah. And, like, they progressively got, like, worse oh, in yeah. blowing it. Oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded was, like, oh, it was okay. And, and then but Matrix then Revolutions, like, like there was some let's blow raising. the yeah, let's blow the doors off the terribleness. Yeah, yeah like it was, the, it was a transition movie. The second one, yeah, like you raised your eyebrows. So you're like, huh? Well, why? That's weird. 
why did that happen? That wasn't odd. And then the third one, yeah, it was like, what? I remember watching the talking head of Sentinels speaking to Neo. Yeah. I'm like, what is what is happening? It was like the worst. I That was one movie that I actually thought about asking for a refund. Really? <laughs> like, I thought, is it possible to sit through an entire movie and still ask for a refund? I mean, is that possible? It should be. Because the thing is, like, you could be sitting there thinking, it can't be this bad. It can't be this bad. It can't be this bad. When you get to the end, it was that bad. I've got, I've got two interesting examples that just came to my mind, and I'm glad it happened. Lord of the Rings and The Man Who Knew Too Little. Two totally weird separate yeah, movies. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the kind of uh, hype thing with it. I never read Lord of the Rings I never watched The Hobbit when I was a kid, the old cartoon. I had no concept of those movies or that universe. None. Until I saw the first teaser trailer to Lord of the Rings. I didn't even know that world existed. I had really? heard the Wow. Yeah, I had God. heard the movie The Hobbit, like and I should remember the yeah. little cartoon guy. So the animated one, yeah. 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 But I honestly didn't know th- no, I didn't see it. I just okay. knew of it. I didn't know Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit were the same thing. So when I saw the trailer, it was a brand new experience and I had no frame of reference. It was related to anything else in my mindset. And at the end of the trailer, they said, the trilogy begins. And I thought, you pretentious, (laughs) you pretentious so-and-sos. Like, really? You, you think, you think that you're going to make. This one's going to be so successful. It's going to be so successful that you're going to make more of them. I was a little upset, and I hope that they failed. I left that theater thinking, I didn't even know what movie I saw, but I was kind of like, you just wait and see. I'm going to do anything. You I old can. so-and-sos. Yeah, and, and it ended up like, once I watched it, I was like, well, that was a really good movie, and yeah, I got yeah, to do it, and yeah, I watched yeah, the rest. Yeah. But I thought, geez, you can't say that. The other thing I thought was funny, The Man Who Knew Too Little, which, have you seen that? I Yeah, yeah. I, I with, love it. With Mr. Bean, right? No, 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 no. The man who, uh, Bill Murray. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love that yes. movie. I think that movie is just phenomenal. I think it's hysterical. It's one of my top 50 comedies. I just think it is hysterical. And I remember seeing a preview for that movie in a theater. And in the preview, it was not a preview of the movie. It was Bill Murray getting into, like, a boat, like a raft. I don't know why. It was just unrelated to the movie completely. And he said, this movie is going to be so good that if you don't like it, please ask for a complete refund. If you are not tickled to your core, like if you, this is not the best movie of your life, just leave. And I remember thinking, what's well, a bull statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I saw it and I said, and I, I saw it on, on video later on. I uh-huh. didn't see it in the theater. And I thought, you know, I wouldn't have asked for a refund. Yeah. That was some good stuff. Like, yeah. He made a bold statement there. And he, like, that's one of those, like, when you get too cocky as a movie, you get too pretentious, you think, oh, this is not going to fail. And granted, Lord of the Rings probably had uh, more ground to stand on than Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But both of them kind of went in thinking, this is great. And they ended up, in my opinion, being good. But a lot of companies with their trailers and their hype, they're setting themselves up for this failure because they, they think that they're not going to fail. See, they and, just think they can't lose. And like the Lord of the Rings, I saw that first trailer and I was like, okay, I better get around to reading these books. <laughs> and I like it, it, it came the, the Fellowship of the Ring came out my senior year of high school. 
that entire football season, I ran, I read all three books, like in the bus, and everybody's like making fun of me because I've got this giant, like thick thousand page. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King that I'm just burning through. And everybody's like, what the, what, what the hell are you reading? And like, it looked like a Bible. And uh, like, I made sure that I read it all before the, like, that first movie came out. And I was so jacked up. Not disappointed, but like more disappointed about the things that they like they took out of the movie. That that like was like that that I thought were like important parts of the book that like they just left out. This is its own show. I, I think we could have our own show, and I think we sh- probably should have our own show. But I'm just going to preface it by asking you this question: Do you think it's better? Because you have that example where you get you burn through those books in yeah. anticipation. Do you think it would have been better for you to have watched the movie and never have read the book, or to have read the book but never have watched the movie? Or can you enjoy both of them for what they were? Or do you think you should have switched? Do you think I, you should have read the books after? Like, what If you had an ideal world, would you do it the same way? Or how would you do it differently? I don't know if I'd get through the book if I had seen the movie. Okay. Like, like you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure. I already know how it ends. So, yeah. like, why would it – unless they, like, really – like, Game of Thrones is in this, in, in this realm now. Where, like, they've, they've gone past the books where sure. it's like – and, like – Walking Dead is kind of its own beast because it kind of strayed from the source material right away a little bit. But like Game of Thrones was very, very true to the books until like the last couple seasons and then they started to deviate. And now they're past the books. So you're like, now George R. R. Martin, are you just seeing like how people react to this and then you're going to change the book accordingly? Or or, or like, or are you, do you ever plan on finishing the books? Are you like, are you going to screw us that way? But it's, um, yeah, I, I think with Lord of the Rings, especially with how, big it is i don't know if i would have finished it otherwise but like lord of the rings is one of those things that uh so are you glad that you read them i'm, I'm very i'm that very happy that i read them like even if like there are there are certain parts that were like left out like yeah. like there there's there's some pretty significant like scenes in in the first book and well in all the books that have were like left out and like weren't filmed or whatever but um i, I think the extended editions of the movies are superior versions of the movies Okay. They're like four hours a piece, but I, I I think they're they're great movies. Um, the the cuts that we got were awesome, but like I think the extended edition tr- director's cuts are better. But I mean that was to me, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was those were ones that like lived up to the hype for me, and uh, like I was really jacked up going into those movies because I had read the books and I, I was like a big fan of them, and uh, perfect example of living up to the hype. You know, John, when I uh... First, decided to do this podcast without any prompting from you. (laughs) When I decided, uh, you know, with this original idea of talking about pop culture that's never been done, Uh, (laughs) I can't keep a straight face with all this because none of it's true. But let's just pretend when when I thought all those things. When I said no, you know, this is an idea that didn't come from John, and this is an idea that nobody's done before. I thought I need a co-host, and there was a lot of hype around you, <laughs> and you've not disappointed. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, I I anticipated us maybe not getting past that first <laughs> night of recording, but we're here and we're and we're going strong. You know, John. Ever since I've gotten the ability to mute your mic whenever I wanted, the show's been much better. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Problems. We'll see you next time. <laughs>